0: tell stories so grand of this vast, timeless land, and they call it Sunday with Macca. Good G'day, Macca, it's Mark, how are you? Good, thanks, Mark. Yeah, I'm ringing from Dingo up in central Queensland, delivering fuel here at the minute. Just wanted to tell you a quick story, mate. It's my wife's second birthday this year today. She has her birthday twice a year. And 1st of December is uh, always one of them. She becomes seven every 1st of December. She starts putting up all the Christmas gear. It, it's it's pathetic, really, Maca. But anyway, you've got to live with it. I think it's lovely. Mac, Just... I'll get home this afternoon and I'll think I'm going to a different house. That's how bad it is. I'll tell you something, Mac. I left home at up past two this morning to start work. I reckon she would have waited until my lights went out the driveway. She would have been up and at them. It'd
1: be so. Gentle,
0: baubles, there'll be lights inside. And out, macker, yeah. The grandkids are coming for Christmas this year, five of them, so it's just going to be worse. We're in Mount Larkham. I rang you last year when the fires were coming through. All oh, right. Larkham there.
1: Marky, you should send us a photo. What
0: I might do is send you two because I won't get enough in one, macker.
1: <laughs> like a bloke, he said, uh, he said, have you seen my pumpkins, macker?" I said, no. I said, send me a photo. He said, oh, no, it'll take me an envelope three feet long to send a photograph. That's how big it is. <laughs>
0: It'll be something like this as well, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but just quickly, on the hay truck drivers, mate, they're great blokes. I talk to them all the time and a lot of them are doing this for, you know, at their cost and with a smile on their face at this time of year. I reckon it's fantastic what they're, they're doing for the country.
1: Good on you, Mark. Send me that all photo right. and your wife's turned seven again today, eh? Good on her.
0: Every year on the first, mate. <laughs> Have a good Christmas, mate. Oh, well, you ain't got a cracker. They tell stories so grand of this vast, timeless land and they call it Sunday with Macca. They all call it Sunday with Macca. Yeah, they all call it Sunday with Macca. Get on with it, Macca.
1: I will. Good morning and welcome to the program. Wherever you are, around Australia, all over the world, give us a ring, 1300 700 222. Lovely. This is our second last program. Uh, we'll be in Condo next week for our last program down in the park. Um, Memorial Park, it's called, isn't it, Kel? Memorial Park, just down on the river in Condoblan. Come along if you're around. On the Saturday night previously to that, that's the uh, 14th, we'll be at the Anglican Hall playing a little, just a little dance, just a little get-together. And uh, if you can dance, if you can't, just come along and say good 1300 700 This is from Alison. She says... Um, This morning you said, "All right, the last program of the year will be um, next Sunday and include a dance night before, and the town he'll be at needs our support. Would you please tell me the town he'll be broadcasting from? Well, it's Condoblin, Alison and Jim. They'd like to travel there, they said. Well, if you can, depends. We had a call this morning from... uh Da, Johnny in, in uh, Townsville. I said, I was looking for a drummer, and because he plays the drums, he'd just been cleaning out after the Townsville floods of months ago. But that's what happens with floods and bushfires and stuff, you know, the damage that's done after them. And yeah, I don't know what's worse, a flood or a bushfire. In a bushfire, you lose everything, sort of, don't you? And there's just dust. But uh, a flood's almost the same, isn't it? Almost the same. Um, G'day, Maka. Long-time listener, says Zana. Zana, Spending my Sunday building a deck and swatting March flies in Albany, Western Australia. Keep up the support for all regional communities around Australia and thanks for letting people get their views and points across, says Alex. Alex. Uh, is there somewhere we can find out all the events that are on in different locations, says Julia. I can listen uh, but often miss hearing of other interesting events and concerts that are happening all over the country and t- too late. Do you put them up on the website or calendar somewhere? Thanks to the program, it's a pick-me-up for the whole country. We saw, Well, we do. We put stuff on Facebook and bits and pieces like that. Maybe we should do a, a more systematic thing. This uh, came in from my friend Eileen. Uh, she sent me a letter um, at Christmas, but she says this, which you might be interested in, because... Michael Smith may ring this morning he's the one who's been flying from London to um Australia in the in the trail of Ross and Keith Smith who did that 100 years ago but Eileen says uh, Eileen Johnson in May we attended an event to celebrate Wally Shires now he was Wally was on board uh the 100 Wally Shires 130th birthday at Centennial Park cemetery arranged by journalist is it Mari or Marie Anderson, who has done the Churchill Fellowship on the flight. After her talk, a service at the graveside and a military bugler played the last post. There's also been two evening events at the Torrens Parade Ground and Aviation Museum. Um, Many other things, but haven't been able to go to all. A documentary soon to be released narrated by Andy Thomas. There you go. Yeah, Wally Shires was a great bloke too, wasn't he? Thank you, uh, Eileen. Um, And Mike quickly says, I have enjoyed the program since the start, even when overseas. We need rain desperately, he says, but we seem not to take a leaf out of world experience by using cloud seeding with silver nitrate to start rain in any clouds that appear on the horizon. It works in America and Israel, so what or who is stopping us at least considering such action? What do you think? And is it worth approaching the state government? Says Mike. Well, anything's worth a try. Mike, I thought that was... I didn't know. I thought they tried cloud seeding here with silver nitrate and it didn't work, so we don't do it anymore. Um, but do they do it in America, do they, in Israel? I'm not sure. I hadn't heard that, but um, I thought it was we tried it once and that was it. Who knows? Maybe you know. G'day, this is Maka.
2: G'day, Macca. Steve Barker, Sonny Hobart.
1: G'day, Steve.
2: Woke up early this morning, had to take the wife to work. She said, you better get out of bed actually at half past five. We live on a little beach uh, opposite Mount Wellington and uh, there was a five metre pilot whale washed up on the rocks. So oh, wow. jumped into some uh, tights, got in the 12 degree water, spent half an hour with her just stroking her and gently moving her around, a few scratches and cuts and a bit of blood and uh, ever so gently pushed her towards the, uh, the west so she could go deeper into the Derwent. And uh, with a flip of the tail after half an hour, off she went. So I, I saved a life.
1: Uh, you're a champion, Steve. I'd love to see you in tights, actually, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a good look, mate. I'm 60 now. You don't
2: want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done that? Uh, you know, th- I've always wanted to see a whale in the Derwent. This is the first time I moved down from Sydney 15 years ago and uh, not only saw it, but helped save a life. It's just such a profound experience. And, you know, five metres long and just so... Such gentle creatures. It felt like an old inner tube as I was stroking her and saying, you can do this, you can get through this. She had a bit of blood and a few nicks from the rocks, but uh, flip flipped her tail, off she went.
1: Ah, Steve, why did you move down quickly? Uh, Quickly, well, I was in Sydney yesterday to
2: get away from the smog. I can't stand living in sepia. Great quality of life down here, clear as a bell, beautiful waterfront, I just love it.
1: Keep in touch and happy Christmas, Steve. Good on you, mate. You too, mate. thanks. See you, bye. We took our... Load of hay up to the Pillager last week, and the truck driver who did it was Joel Lidgard. Joel's a lovely bloke, and um, come and meet Joel. He's talking about his load, this load we had to carry, this, the silage load.
3: Yeah, well, especially with the wrap silage. It gets a little bit slippery once you get that it's a little bit softer than hay because obviously the moisture level's higher in silage and once it starts to settle if you don't keep on top of the straps uh, it can end up off on the side of the road
1: <laughs> how long you've been driving for joel
3: bought my own truck in 2008 and i was driving for a couple of years before that for a local fella in middigong
1: so not that long you're
3: third generation owner driver dad never wanted me anywhere near the trucks he why wouldn't... not Oh, I know. Probably because he knew how bad it was. Hard life, never at home. Yeah, like we. We rarely see me old man. I got to see him every Thursday night. And when we went out to the highway to meet him, mum would take us out and he'd get a new change of clothes. And then on Sunday, he'd come home and he'd be working on the truck all day. And yeah, they're the only two days of the week. But I ever got to see him as a kid. And I just don't think me old man wanted that sort of life for me. But I guess it's in the blood.
1: Well, it's like my mum used to say to me, you can play any sport you want, but you're not playing rugby league. For some reason, I don't know why. And it's a bit like your dad, was it? You can do anything you want, but you're not driving
3: the truck. Exactly. My, my mum was the same. I wasn't allowed to play football. <laughs> reckon I'd a thin neck then the doctor said I've got an oversized neck <laughs> must just have uh, broad shoulders I reckon
1: so you've been in it a while now you, you obviously like it because you do a great job oh
3: the, yeah you still enjoy it but the industry has changed it's getting harder very definitely over regulated but without bringing too many politics into it it's it's definitely a lifestyle it's not suited to everyone like there's got to be a lot of credit for the partners that stay at home like while us blokes and us women are on the road it'd be hard for someone to be waiting at home all week for you to come home all tired and cranky but it's it's good there's good money to be made there if you're a little bit smart about it and you get out especially doing the work we do lots a lot of a lot of rural work we get to meet a lot of rural based people and and they're just a lot and a lot better than having to deal with forklift drivers at botany that's for sure <laughs> good
1: morning Good morning to the forklift drivers at Botany and at Port Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, and, uh, no offence.
1: I suppose you feel like you're doing a good job too, especially in the middle of something like a drought and you've got a bushfire on top of that, so you're taking fodder to bushfire people and water to everybody else.
3: Yeah, like I said, we're still making, making money and with a little bit of conscience, like we do right off the back of the rural industry especially the times of the year like this when we are carting into devastated areas you know we go on our hay runs with the bar and buttock hay runners and all them sort of fellas and you know every town we stop in we spend a bit of money and try and give back as much as we sort of make you know how many miles you done in your truck i've done 750 in that truck and the truck before i put a million k's on it it was an old kenworth and Nothing like my old man. My old man's done 6 million k's in that one of his. Old Adelaide, once a week, out of Sydney. In a 70, 78 model cab over Kenworth. I've got nothing to complain about.
1: But isn't it great driving around Australia, and especially out in these areas, and you look in the afternoon, beautiful. Australia's a lovely place to look at, isn't it?
3: Yeah, we're well, yeah, driving along past all the pubs, where everyone's on the veranda, <laughs> and i still got about six hours to go. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is, we are lucky, like I said, in the part of the industry that I'm involved in, well, the rural-based industries. It's good to be out here and see some of the country. Like, I, I consider myself to have a lot of opinions, and I've got a lot of other mates that have different opinions to myself, but I challenge anyone to come out in the bush any day and go to all these towns and spend a bit of money and talk to the people, and then you're, I'll think you're entitled to your opinion, you know, hmm. if that makes sense.
1: Good on you, Joel. Great to meet you, mate. We'll see you on the road. Yeah, thanks, Good <whistles> G'day, this is
4: Good day, Macca. It's Guy Kalkagno from Bangkok, I heard on the Bush Telegraph that you were wanting an update how, how things were in Bangkok.
1: <laughs> yes, I was. I was. Uh, a guy, uh, what are you doing there?
4: So last, well, I heard that uh, about three and a half years ago I gave you a buzz and let you know that I was travelling around Asia for work and we we're based here as a family. And
1: That's right.
4: Um, and, and you played it last week and you were wondering... Where the hell are we? Yes, exactly. Okay. I was wondering yeah. if
1: you're still travelling around because you said you travel um, every uh, every month one week every month you were traveling around uh, yeah. doing, doing your doing well, your work
4: yeah well things, uh, things are upgraded, I now have a, a global job, so bangkok's still the base, but it's now more like about ten to twelve days a month from traveling globally so europe north america south america. Middle East, Africa is included in the job list now, but family's still here and we've got our great group of friends, you know, Aussies, Kiwis, uh, a few Poms, uh, Germans that are here, so we still really enjoy Bangkok. Uh, it's a fantastic place, but uh, I wanted to give you an update and say so, yeah, how great it is still here and we enjoy it, but we miss them Home and I miss Mumbulk still like crazy. and. And I wanted to give you an update on on our little town and how proud I still am of our little town and the work they do there. Also, Maka,
1: good on you, guy. And so you 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 live and work um yeah all over the place, but Bangkok's still home. And I suppose you've got a little um network of Aussies who live there too. Is that right?
4: Yeah, yeah, there is, there is. Um, yeah. So when, when you said uh, and it reminded me, you said, oh. We should come to Bangkok once time. definitely. There's plenty of Aussies here. Um, and and that's, that's that helps with the emotional support uh, a lot, uh, you know, whether it be Aussies or Kiwis or uh, some British mates. Uh, yeah, that really helps the family, especially if one of the partners is always struggling, which is often the case. Um, yeah, it's it's really great to have that support for the family um, yeah, with your friends around. But, I, Macker, I wouldn't say... Bangkok's a second home but it's definitely not my home Mombok's still my home and very close to my heart and I still miss that like crazy
1: uh, Guy who do you work for? What, what, who do you work for?
4: Uh, I work now I work for a, an Indian company in the packaging pharmaceutical packaging so we anything you push a pill of, we produce that packaging that helps protect your pharmaceutical products so that it comes to you in a hygiene way right um so we sell – you won't know the company, so there's no use mentioning yeah. that. But, um, yeah, we, we make sure that your medication gets to you in a, in a safe and healthy way.
1: Guy, um, I still have plans to get to Bangkok next year and uh, do the program there. I think it would be fantastic. I think it would be good for us, good for Australia, good for the ABC. I think that's what we should be doing. But, anyway, we'll see how we go. But you keep in touch, I Guy. Think,
4: yeah, I tell you, Mackie, if you do do that one place – especially Anzac Day. I know it's busy there, but Anzac Day up at Hellfire Pass uh, on the Tye Burma Railway, you know, that's a fantastic spot. And, to, Let's and to see there's a great memorial there that the uh, Australian War Memorial and others have, have set up on Hellfire Pass. That's a fantastic place uh, and really a great honour to the diggers that you know, passed away there. I've heard about to, that. The, the I've heard
1: that. I've heard of that. Guy, good on you and lovely to talk to you and you keep in touch and Merry Christmas, mate.
4: Merry Christmas, Macca. Have a have a great weekend. Thank you. Hey,
1: yeah, good It's Tim here, calling from just
5: outside Rollingly.
1: What are you doing, Tim?
5: Mate, I'm sitting on the tractor pulling a bale around. We're baling straw.
1: Uh huh. And so uh... we're,
5: yeah we we bale it up, cut uh, the follow along behind the header, leave a nice neat windrow for us, and uh, we bale it up and. Sell some of it. Uh, probably look to give some of it to to the Bar and Buttock Hay Runners. They're they're doing a run up in uh, on Australia Day next next
0: year.
1: Oh, they too. Where are they going?
5: They're going up to Armadale.
1: Well, we might bump into them. We'll be around there on, on near Australia Day, so we might bump into them. They do a great job. Timmy, is this your place?
5: No, mate. I, I work for a friend, uh, and we we do a bit of contracting around the countryside. And, uh, yeah, we're currently on a, uh, a place owned by one of the vineyards around Rutherglen.
1: And you've obviously had some rain if you uh, you kept baling straw.
5: Yeah, yeah. It, it's, the season hasn't been too bad here. There's below average rain, naturally enough, but we've been lucky enough that it's fallen at the right times during the year and, you know, the crops haven't been too bad
1: yeah alright Timmy so what time did you start this morning
5: I, I got going here about 6 anything uh, before that and it's, it's sort of a bit damp with, with a bit dew because it's not far from the river
6: yeah
5: and uh, yeah I'll probably keep going uh, for another couple of hours and or maybe 3 or 4 hours and then, then it'll get too hot
1: yeah alright Timmy well nice to talk to you um, and, uh, yeah, that's a great thing you do. Um, the Burrumbuddy Hay Runners do a wonderful job, like all those people that are doing that. And, and oh,
5: they're, they're, they're terrific,
1: aren't they? Yeah, I'll say, and the firefighters. I mean, it's, uh, it's time to step up. As somebody just said a little while ago, it's time to step up, and that's what Australians do. Yeah, that's, that's right. All right, mate, good on you. Nice to talk to you, Timmy. Thanks, Macca. See you, mate. See you, mate. Bye. Cheers. Yesterday I bumped into uh, a bloke from the RFS. Come and meet him. I'm in Sydney. I'm talking to Peter O'Connor. There's not as much smoke around today, Pete, but uh, it's been an interesting time. You're with the RFS. You've been with them for a long while.
7: Yeah, I've been with them for a few years, mate, about mm. 35 years. Haven't uh, haven't done terribly too much with them of late, just with work and keeping myself occupied with the business. But uh, a lot of guys have been out doing a lot of things. We've got one guy over at Illawong that's, I think it's seven or eight weeks of deployment he's done around the place he's a retired fella so he's he's on the pension having a good time but it's funny the people in Sydney complaining about the smoke Well, being on the fire lines a lot different to being stuck in the smoke around Sydney and I know a lot of guys are doing it pretty hard. You keep in touch with them how are they doing? I think a lot of guys are getting tired a lot of guys are really getting tired there's a an article that uh, Koperberg made mention to this morning the old boss and he's sort of saying the th- same thing that we're going to start wearing blokes out pretty quick and unfortunate like 97 was bad 94 was bad so you know I've been through them before and there's a lot of guys around that have been through them before but my heart goes out to a lot of guys that are you know, not getting paid and they're doing it for nothing and they're really 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 struggling and putting in huge days the stress end of it all must start to catch up on blokes that's for sure
1: and you've traveled around uh, New South Wales and do you travel interstate state when you do it
7: well, I haven't, I haven't gone into state for a long time but I've been out and about around the place there's, um, like I said mate, there's a lot of guys that do a hell of a lot more than me I, I was a captain for a long time and then I was a group officer for a while and I sort of gave my bit and had boys and wanted to stick around and see them do mini bike clubs and play rugby and all sorts of bits and pieces so. and then obviously run a show, run a business with 50 people and it keeps yourself occupied You said before work keeps you away from, what do you do? I run an electrical contracting business we specialise in doing the rail sector Type stuff so rail stations and bridges and building upgrades and that type of thing we like to look at the obscure stuff keeps us well and truly occupied and off the streets and pa and hearing loops and stuff on rail stations so.
1: well with infrastructure projects and stuff you must be really busy because they're doing all that sort of stuff with the yeah. trains and electrics and
7: Fun, Yeah, funnily enough we, we've we've just come at the end of a, a like a five-year push and we've got a bit of a dead spot coming up which is nice we're sort of taking a bit of a breath but and there's always plenty on and the The state government needs to throw money at it because we're working on stuff. We're replacing 75-year-old switchboards and stuff like that, you know, and it's all weekend work, which sort of grinds guys and takes them away from their families, but it's never a dull moment, that's for sure. Well, when we get some rain, (laughs) it'll happen. I was saying before that, mate of mine from Trangy, Wayne, he's a unique individual, but his attitude towards it is, well, today's just another day closer to rain, and that's the only way these poor buggers can look at it Mm. because it is, like I said, mate, it's... couple of months ago and it's just like the surface of the moon out there it really is
1: what was happening in the
7: collo i believe it was an All kingswood day so uh each time we go out and visit wayne we uh we get taken somewhere new the uh rabbit trap hotel at albert we've been down there for the tractor races and so we get out and about with him and but yeah all kingswood day 120 odd kingswoods there some beautiful bits of gear some old blokes just love looking after their toys same as old mate that owns this place here he's got a he's got a, a fairly old tyrana that he um, that'd be my wife driving up the street <laughs> He's got a fairly old Tarana that's his pride and joy and he looks after. They've got a bit of style about him. Some of the old Falcons that blokes actually really bother and the passion they show towards him. Yeah. That day out at, at Collie, there were guys there that, you know, you could see they were farmers, they were struggling, but they rolled out this pride and joy that was in immaculate condition. And was, like I was saying, there was dust storms everywhere and these guys were out cleaning their cars. It was, <laughs> it was amazing to see. It really, really was.
1: Good on you, Pete. Nice to meet you Mate, and keep out the good work. Been a pleasure. I'll yeah. talk to you. Thanks for your time.
8: Oh g'day, Mac. Uh, my, my name's Steve. I'm a, a rural doctor out in uh, rural New South Wales, and I've been working out in Glen Innes, which is obviously severely fire affected over the last few days. And I just thought I'd share you a, a nice story about some pretty brave firefighters uh-huh. that, I, that I saw over the last few days. Uh, I had this young fellow come in who reported that he he'd been putting out some spot fires, and a, a big load of smoke came over the area, and essentially he got trapped, and he came in with smoke inhalation. and as I was treating him, doing some tests with the mask on and he's kind of mumbling through the mask and I've leant down and he's taken the mask off and he said, the first thing he said to me was, when can I get back out there? And then, as, as he said that, I, I've looked over and his mate's there and his mate's hands bandaged up and, and I said, I'll take a look at it and I've unwrapped his uh, hand and unfortunately the chainsaw had got to it and it, it looked like a, a dropped chunky steak pie and uh, as I was putting it together and with the anaesthetic and some st- stitches, uh, I looked down and I said, "This has been here for a while, mate. What's been going on?" He said, "Oh, you know what? I've I did it two or three days ago. I didn't want to tell anyone because I've got my drop to, um, my stand down day tomorrow, and I just thought I'd get through to that. I just couldn't believe that the two amazing fellows that I've seen, and and just what they do out there, and 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 how the community comes together, and and the nurses that are so damn good in those rural areas that do such a good job, and I just sort of." You know, a lot of people don't hear it. And it turns out the, the, one of the young fellas is from South Australia and he's flown he's up purely just to fight the fires. He's not getting paid and he's left his job. And it's just incredible, incredible maca.
1: And you're doing a great job too, Steve. I bet you're out there in the fire line, I suppose, are you?
8: No, I'm, I've been working in the hospital. So mm. you, you do an on-call. Uh, you're the only doctor in the town for the the weekend. Mm. And uh, so I've been doing that. And I'm actually just pulled over on the side of the road the Casino to get home to my beautiful wife who's pregnant, and it's our one-year wedding anniversary, and she just texted me saying she's listening, so uh, a shout-out would be beautiful, Macca. Well, Her name's Ellie.
1: Yeah. Ellie. Good on you, Ellie, um, and good luck with that, Steve. We, um, we're probably coming up to Casino um, on Australia Day to do our program up there, because it's been pretty rugged up there, all around there. So Australia Day, I think there's a little celebration in Casino, and we might be part of that uh with
8: the program Brilliant. Well, uh, well, well we'll certainly head out there's, a, there's a, an Australia day paddle we have in Byron on, on the morning but then I'll, I'll try and duck straight out after that so uh, we do a, a uh, paddle from Wattago to Main Beach um, uh, every year
1: what time's and, that
8: well that uh, normally kicks off pretty early um, but uh, we'll, try, we'll try and see it in and, and, and come and say day after you,
1: well you'll have to do that Steve good on you mate nice thanks, to talk to you thanks for the program mate. see Cheers. you mate bye <laughs> great surprise one of the Basics, you know the basics of course. Chrissy Schroeder's just rocking on by. Great G'day, to see. How are you mate? Great oh, to see
6: you. Great to be here. It was a bit of an unexpected thing.
1: last time I talked to you were you in Africa or where were you? I was either
6: in Kenya or I was in Mongolia. Um, I know we definitely spoke in Kenya. I feel like we we chatted when I was living in Mongolia as well, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago. And tell people what you were doing there. um, That time I was working with the um, Centre Against Domestic Violence there, so um, trying to advocate for, you know, change within um, Mongolian law to protect, um, you know, women. It's a very different world. It's very difficult to get away because there's really only one city there. So, yeah, Uh, but we did some great work and incredible women. Uh, that I worked with, so amazing.
1: So, what have you been up to, ladies and gentlemen? The, the basics. We've played the basics songs for for ages, and he's only a young boy. But how long have you? How long have the basics been the basics, mate? What's? uh we
6: we'll, we we started two thousand two, so I guess seven seventeen years for coming on to eighteen years. Does it seem like that to you? Uh, it feels like several lifetimes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's quite incredible that we've managed to not kill each other. So. <laughs> although i think we've come close a few times
1: you're doing a medical degree now is that right? i am
6: I'm, I'm actually going to find out my results in the next day or two I hate uh, that. Uh, to I hate see that. whether i passed first year
1: or whether i have to redo it so and then i've got another 3 years to go so yeah i used to hate that i used to hate cuz in the results were always put up in the quadrangle and so everybody oh, really? everybody was cramming and looking at the top and sometimes you didn't want to look but anyway no well good luck with that and yeah the- yeah well,
6: thank you please cross fingers and all that <laughs>
1: Cross legs. You did a tour of Australia, right round Australia, didn't You've you? We've done Went a with few, that, yeah. Uh, but five years ago, uh, the
6: last one was was four years ago, I think, mm. uh, 2015. Yeah, so we did it all around the country, and that was brilliant. It wasn't as thorough as some of our earlier tours, but given our you know combined commitments, it was it was a blessing that we could put all that time together.
1: And one of your members, Gautier, had a huge hit, worldwide hit. Uh, it was about eight years ago now, well, actually. Dear. Yeah, somebody
6: that I used to know was a huge song. So, mm. And I was living in Kenya when that came out. I had no idea how massive it was until my, the little village that I lived in, Machakos, it turned up on the karaoke list there. And I was just like, <laughs> what on earth is going did on here? Did you ring Wally and tell him? I did, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I absolutely did. It was, very, it was very, very strange times. But, yeah, he's uh, just had a little girl last year, so Leonie. Uh, so shout out to Wally. He's over there in New York City. The album's
1: called Basic by The Basics. You've played New York recently,
6: haven't you? We did a couple of shows at Rockwood in Manhattan in uh, in January, and it was it was amazing. We've got some great US fans. They travelled from how, all over the country. How come? Uh, I think, you know, the internet, really. they just – some people found us before the Gautier success, some people after, and, you know, People just that are lovers of music, they've managed to track us down some way, and I guess we've just connected with people in a way. We've always managed to do that, uh, irrespective of how much sort of media attention or whatever, but people seem to like the music, so we keep doing it.
1: And why do you want to do medicine?
6: Oh, look, um, you know, I worked for the Red Cross for a few years um, and I was living in Kenya, like I said, for three years and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty keen, uh, I've got a big heart for writing programs. So we did a lot of stuff in health and HIV and food security and that and I'd really like to get into infectious diseases and get back over there and contribute in my own, you know. And once you've got an MD, you can do a lot, it opens a lot more doors as far as what sort of projects you can be involved in directly and, and design your own projects, yeah.
1: And it's nice to be able to do lots of things in your life too, I suppose. You can, you know, as you said, you can do that. You can do your music, which is uh, always there, and, and other things. I mean, you've got many strings to your bow, but they're, they're two great ones. Music's always a great escape, isn't it? It takes so of can free your head sometimes. Too.
6: Well, yeah, absolutely. It's not even something I need to I run to. It's just now that I've got a little bit of space, things just come to me and I start writing again. So I've, I've got another, I've got actually a solo album coming out in March uh, that I recorded last year over at Abbey Road. And, you know, I was just, just sitting around and wrote a bunch of songs and ended up recording them.
1: So still trucking away, still love it. Do you look back on that kid from 17 years ago when you first sort of got together and um, look at the journey? It's It's a, been a bit of a wild journey, hasn't it? It has. Oh, it's taken, you know, as with everybody, this life takes
6: you in directions that you could never have imagined. You don't know what's
1: around the corner. It's, sometimes not. there's horrible things, but... But often you just think, oh, how did that happen?
6: Well, that's why I try and tell people that you know feel a bit down on their luck or whatever. You just, there's, you know, don't dwell on it. You never know what's what's around the next corner. You just got to start saying yes to things.
1: All right, I'll hear that, ladies and gentlemen. We're off to Kildonan uh, next week, Chris. Uh, out in the dust, and I remember you came. Along with the basics, when we were in uh, Ballara. I yes. remember you came up. You drove all the way up there that morning. You all looked, they looked pretty miserable, ladies. <laughs> it was about six thirty in the morning. It was cold, and the bushes—it was freezing. I remember. <laughs> and we had we we're in front of a little van, and uh, the boys played a couple of hits, and it was very well received. And, and we are so grateful. It was it's like, oh, it was a lovely brilliant. thing to do. Yeah, lovely yeah, it was really do. nice. And we did the drought thing at Dallas. Oh, Brooks. Oh yeah, Dallas Brooks. We yeah, did, we did the Dallas Brooks. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Darrell Cotton was there too. Chris, great to see you, mate.
6: You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover
1: more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.